which I love. Wednesdays have now become my favorite day because we do get on the ball live call, which is uh, pretty special. Lots of people, you know, like reaching out to me saying, oh, I can't wait till tomorrow, you know, so so I really love that. Um, But first things first, I got lots of feedback and get wells and everything from uh, being sick or having surgery. Maria uh, Pomagero sent me Handwritten, very sweet, and then got one of the kids at Quantum House to write me a note. Sweet. To get that is awesome. So that goes right to the head of the class, but it's in um, it's in rhythm, if you will, because today is National Nonprofit Day. We'll we'll talk about that that as we get going. But um, I played hurt yesterday, so Mark, talk to me about. When you were a coach, the difference between playing hurt and playing injured. Well, you can't play injured. That's the yeah. difference is if right. you're hurt, you can still play. You can tough it out. You can tape your ankles. There's all different kinds of coach sayings out there for what you need to do in order to get back in there. But if you are injured, and, and that the whole point of that comes from if you try to play injured, you're going to hurt the team. So don't tell me you're hurt. Either say, I'm good, I can go and I can execute at a high level, or I'm not, I'm injured, and it's going to keep me from being able to help the team. You, sir, played hurt yesterday. Damn. <laughs> I get to my event, and I'm, I'm bleeding through my shirt, man. This, like Rocky. Like, <laughs> like, oh, shit, when I got home, I had a whole ring inside of my shirt. So, uh, But I was glad I got to play. Um, I just pushed uh, Brenda Mueller into uh, Brenda's new to the huddle. I haven't seen her here, but she's yeah. a LinkedIn influencer. She does a lot of really good stuff. Brenda, welcome. Happy you're out walking your dog and took the Coming time. from Metro uh, Detroit. Yes, very nice. Um, so I, I was out for my third installment with Bank United yesterday, and this group was ferocious. They were eating it up. Uh, they came in fired up. They loved, love, love the material. And you can just tell when people are bought in to the knowledge, you know, it's like they got hooked up to the, the funnel and they're, blah, 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 they were just drinking it up. So Amy Ouellette, um, boom, 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 boom. Just great stuff. Um, it was so much fun. I've, I've been doing business there for eight years. It never gets old. Jerry is just a great leader. So awesome, awesome stuff. So great stuff. playing hurt. And then... We always like to shout out birthdays. Monday was Casey Delapena's birthday. Missed I, it. I promised him a shout out. I sent him a note. <laughs> I sent him a shout out. Forgot. Told Jake to write it into yesterday's show. Forgot. So today we have two birthday shout outs. Bang, bang. We have um, Casey and we have Christy. Congratulations.
So a little behind the scenes for you guys on the birthday song. We had a whole back and forth about whether to change it, how to change it, because as YouTube likes to do, they catch copyrighted content and they say, no, sir, you can't play that. So they then mute the show. So we'll see if we get muted for that. Maybe we have to shorten it a little bit and just get a but few of the you, birthdays out. I think that's the best birthday song, though. I'm working yeah, on it. Best. I'm working on it. I have, an, I, have a, I have a thing I was looking for. I just couldn't find it in time it to so put great. it together. So good morning. Our happy birthday, Christy. Happy birthday, Casey. Speaking of Casey Delapen, I'm super excited for in two weeks for him and I to be in front of the Greater Fort Lauderdale Chamber and the Rising Leaders Group to uh, have a conversation. He's going to moderate, uh, and I'm going to answer questions, and we're going to spend some time helping people understand how to build virtual relationships, how I was able to enter into a new market to do it. So Casey, thank you, sir. So, so how does this work? I work with Casey, create a, a rock star, and then he interviews you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I might have worked with Casey first, actually. I think mm -hmm. I originally taught him LinkedIn before think... he went to JA. I, I might have been there first. I don't know. I don't know. Doesn't matter. It's all good. We're all one family. We're all good stuff. Um, I saw you do a podcast with our friend Colin on the West that Coast. That was old. So he shared that. That was from like, I think it was like two years ago. What that he did, did the podcast. He reshared it. And, you know, the whole idea was how does a guy get into the market and not make one cold call? That is defining. Yeah. I think we're going to start every single presentation from now on. <laughs> hey, I just like to get into sales and never make a cold call. Bang. Yeah, that is correct. So it's a good, and I appreciate Colin for sharing that again. Awesome stuff. We might uh, have to do another hey, one. Casey, thank you, brother. Got it, Portland. Wake up, music. Shay, wake us up and let's get going. Tell everybody a story. Um, I love storytelling. Uh, today is National Nonprofit Day. One of the first things I did in my career was got into sales, got into philanthropy. You know, why did I get into philanthropy? Because that's where all the other leaders were. It was like, you want to get involved, you want to meet people at scale. At that time, one to one, sitting in a room full of 50 or 60 people who are all making a difference, who are all making strides in the community, giving back. So it's a philosophy. I'm glad there's a day like this where we celebrate all of the people who drive nonprofit, which we could have a whole nother conversation about how nonprofits think they're different. They're really businesses. Just ask Lori, ask Mary Beth. But bring up how fortunate we are to deal with the heads of each of these organizations. Uh, Lori with Junior Achievements, Laureen Chant at the Health Foundation, Kathleen Cannon at United Way, Jillian at Take Stock, 
and Arlene at a American Cancer Society. So we have intimate relationships with these people, helping them create new opportunities. Uh, intimate, keep your mind in the <laughs> outside of the gutter. Um, just great women doing great things, breaking down the barrier of what nonprofit is. And so kudos to them. Um, but I will tell you this, if you're listening to this and you are not involved in a charity, you are not giving back in some way, number one, right? I wanna come bash you in the head because we're on the planet to give back, to help others who can't help themselves. Whatever charity, whatever organization, whatever cause, you get involved in just a mere fact and act of giving is a boomerang that comes back at you, makes your life better. But I have met some amazing, amazing people. That's where Casey, Mary, Beth, Christian, all the people that you see joining here, they spend every day with a higher cause than just, you know, those who are selling products and services. So Mark, any comment? Yeah, I just think, you know, I think most people are like, oh, nonprofit, I don't really have a tie to that or I don't have a story. You know, we work with American Cancer. We work with American Heart. Obviously, all of the other organizations that you talk to, you don't have to have a story that ties you to the nonprofit to get involved. You just have to be willing to want to help. You got to get involved, meet the people, and it might not be the cause that pulls you to it. It might be the people within the organization that pulls you to it. So, you know, whatever, whatever way you find to give, there's no more rewarding act than doing that. So awesome stuff. Happy National Nonprofit Day to all you guys. I'm glad we're celebrating. And for anybody who is in listening and um, physical distance to us, tomorrow night we'll be at uh, True Cigar Bar in, um, in Boca. The league event, the league, uh, which was uh, Lori and I and Casey were brainstorming one day and uh, uh, Junior Achievement has a women's division. So why shouldn't there be a men's division? And so we created the league at last year's event. There were 50 guys that jumped up, raised their hand. We've been doing more. Uh, we'll be doing that tomorrow. A camaraderie, networking, uh, storytelling, cigar smoking, drinking. Mark and I will be there. Even if you're not involved in JA, come join us. It's a great way to get involved. Great way to meet some good people. Casey's buying. So it's uh... <laughs> <laughs> excited for that event. It's going to be my first league event since we got started last November. So I'm excited about it. Yeah, no pressure. Nobody's asking you to bring your checkbook. Anyway, so we move on. Uh, yesterday was a great show. It was an amazing conversation. Fired me up to get on stage and do uh, or get in front of that group. Uh, but you did talk about Gary Vanderchuk. And we never yeah. got to that. And I thought it was really, really appropriate stuff to talk about because this was the first piece of content that he's put out in a long time that I fished out and put it in my list of what I call guest speakers. You know, yesterday I started my speech with, I got some guest speakers that are here today. Yeah. Simon Pinnock's here today. Dave Berg's here today. Uh, Kobe's here today. God yeah. rest his soul, you know. So, Shay, play me. Gary Manager. 
The number one reason I build massive scale is I have zero interest in convincing anyone. I've shut down three minutes into a business pitch. If someone's out, they're out. That energy for me to try to get them in is not interesting. I'm even more conscious that I don't want to be rude because I don't want to think anybody that I'm big timing you. I'll sit through the meeting, but my brain shut off three minutes in when I'm like, they're out. Because I have nothing in me. And not because I've been sick. Even when I was a kid trying to sell wine, I'd rather take that energy and build leverage with someone else or do the thing that will make them in. Convincing is the worst game in the world and it's the game the majority of people in business play. Bingo, I think that's at the root of every sales training. I think that's at the root of every sales development is the assumption that you have to sell or you have to convince everybody that you talk to that you're the right fit for them. When in reality, couldn't be further from the truth. So I think the number one diagnosis of every salesperson that I get to work with or team that I get to work with, when I look at their pipeline, they are trying to convince 80% of their pipeline to jump over, which is brutal. It's so hard. It's so much rejection because you know, right from the start, just like when I say to people, I go, hello, have you ever had a bad client relationship? And they go, oh, absolutely, yeah. I go, when did you know it was going to be a bad client relationship? First 30 seconds. Same thing here. People are either interested or they're not interested, which is why if you go in with your product or service, it's either a yes or no. There's nowhere to go. I'm not interested in hearing about insurance, but I might be interested in hearing about you. You know, you're a cool guy. You do cool shit. Tell me about all the stuff you did in football. Those sounds like cool stories. Tell me about like yesterday, one of the people we spoke to, um, one of the people there is a fashion designer. Right. She has a legitimate line of evening dresses that she produces. I found that fascinating. I like that. I, I would listen to her before I'd listen to her pitch me about the bank. But so his point there, though, is that that's why he builds as much scale as he can because he wants to get to the people that find what he's talking about interesting because he's okay with the fact that people don't find some of his stuff interesting. Right. If you don't find designing, like I, I've, I've come to grips with the fact that like if you're not a leadership or sports or you know discipline kind of person, you and I are going to have a really hard time having a conversation. What's up, Joel? Glad to have you in the huddle this morning. The LinkedIn superstars are here, man. Yeah, man. The LinkedIn all-stars are here this morning. But So that's the whole point in building your network and building your audience is that I want to find people that I can resonate with about who I am, not what I do, so that it will then offer me the opportunity or the, you know, the, the, the chance at some point to have a conversation about that. So, you know, I think when most people talk about sales, the next word is rejection. You set yourself up for that rejection. If Correct. you say, I don't, I'm not invested in the outcome. I'm just going to meet as many people. And the ones that resonate with me are the ones I'll have conversations with. And I'll get to know them and the people they know. And I'll build my tribe the right way. For some reason, the sales population went the other way. And that every single person that comes in front of them is the sense of urgency, like they need to be my clients. (laughs) So I'm going to say it, every problem comes back to a leadership problem. They've been trained that way. And then they're continually coached that way, right? I think that's why we really created the Wednesday call was 
that even if you're dealing with a manager who's like looking at your pipeline with you going, when are you going to pitch this person? When are you going to have the next meeting with this person? And they're pushing you to sell everybody on your pipeline. Get the, the Wednesday call is for you to be able to refresh your brain and go, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's not actually the activity that's going to lead me to success. That's activity that's focused on closing. How do I get my mindset back focused on the activities that lead to opening? How do I get back to the activities that lead to creating opportunities? That's what it's about. And those activities are based um, in storytelling. Thank you, Jen Letterer. Amen, Jen Letterer, who I know is, is actively storytelling all through the huddle right now. I know she's got a bunch of people that she's connected to and having conversations with. You know, because it's it's not about selling you her or her selling you her content. It's about, wow, you know what? She's pretty cool. I want to know her. I want to learn from her. And then if it becomes formal, it's fine. But this whole world of convincing doesn't make sense to me. Let's jump to motivational music. And then uh, Hayden, who I hope he's here, I, I pulled some stuff about soft skills so that you get, you know what I'm talking about. Give me the music. keep us ripped so let's move on so i think Lori hits it on the head we don't need to call them soft skills that was my point yesterday we Your call them critical skills here's this a linkedin global talent trends report shows that 92 percent of talent professionals reported that soft skills are equally or more important to hire uh, for more than hard skills the same study reveals that 89% surveyed said that when a new hire doesn't work out, it's because they lack the much needed soft skills or critics, critical skills. So I put together a list of 10. I think we have uh, you know a couple minutes left so we can rock through them. But this is a scorecard. This is why you have to get better 1% every day. You're not good at everything. I'm not good at everything. Look yourself in the mirror and go, where can I get better? Focus on those things. It's where the growth comes from. So, Mark, first one. No, go ahead. Because I think when we talk about these, this is what builds the capacity to grow. Is To me, like some, some of the soft skills that I think need to be focused on are the soft skills or the critical skills that lead to the connection, that lead to your ability to be able to actively listen to somebody else be intentionally, you know, curious and be invested in that conversation. I think most training 
has given you a list of questions to ask somebody and you're just firing them off to people and you're not building any kind of rapport or you're not building any kind of connection with that person. So maybe one is active listening for me where I'm fully invested in what you're saying. And the only thing I'm listening for is what can I ask the next question about? What, where is this conversation going to take us? So here's what's really interesting. We should make this tomorrow's show because right. we can't go through the 10 of them, the right. 10 that I put together. But if everybody who's listening today puts together one trait that you think is a critical skill that you need, um, and we talk about it openly and have this dialogue, you can even bring somebody, hey, I'm going to a networking event. It happens to be virtual. We're going to talk about critical skills that make the difference in the workplace today, you know, Nick said he hires character and he can train skill. Right. Nick, so on point. I did this in a slide yesterday for the BU folks. I said to them, the mindset starts with attitude. There are people who just have a shitty attitude. Yep. I'll hire people with shitty attitudes because I can't train the attitude. I can teach you the skill, which is why some of the greatest people I've ever hired were delivering food or were a bartender or were people who knew how to service, knew how to have a conversation, knew how to get in the game. And then, you know, like even yesterday, I met with the Midas folks and we're talking about training. He goes, I can teach the automotive stuff to people. Right. I want people who show up. And have presence and, you know, all teach people stuff. how to be people. It's unbelievable that we're having conversations about teaching people how to be people. But I think when Nick, the point that Nick makes, which I think is really important, is that if you hire for character, you have to know how to do that. Right. Like to me, I think about when we were recruiting athletes, we were recruiting all of the best athletes in the country. Everybody was running a four five and a four four and could jump out of the building and could catch and could do all of these all of these skills, right? We weren't, we weren't recruiting for the skills. We were recruiting for the human. So I would ask them questions about like, well, tell me what some, tell me what your life has been like coming up with your mom or talk to me about how you've navigated school and been, you know, successful in overcoming some of these challenges. When you want to get to people's character, you have to ask very specific questions and look for very specific feedback so that you know they're able to articulate it because they're coming from an experience. Yeah, I mean, first of all, Henry's comment is the best one. I can teach yeah. a monkey to deal blackjack because he's right, you know. But, the, you know, so this is interesting because a lot of the diagnostics I've done in my career, when I get into someone else's sales staff and I'm doing my homework and I come back with a report and I say, I suggest you remove this guy. And they go, no way. That's our top guy. That's your top piece of shit is what that is. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's ruining everybody else. Right. Because it's his show or no show. So it's so fascinating. People go, what are you out of your mind? He represents 50% of our revenue. I said, if you remove him and everybody else grows, you never think about him again or him or her. Ah, but then you have leadership that's focused on the result. You have focus, you have, you have leadership that's looking at numbers and looking at metrics as opposed to looking at the people. And that was my point yesterday also about the productivity software is we're, we're trying so hard to make everybody a robot and to fit into this system 
there's always going to be a human element as long as we are humans. Correct. So whether you are in sales or whether you are in leadership, you can't ever systemize the human element. You can't. There's always going to be a bit to that that you're going to have to rely on having the right people in order to get the job done. What a great show, my son. Awesome stuff. Can't wait for tomorrow. Going to take those the soft, the soft skills, in air quotes, as Kai likes to do now, and we're going to talk about them. And, and Lori, just so you know, I did not ignore what you said. Come on the show one day and let's talk about that. That's a great question. That's an ownership place. Come on, take a segment with that question and let's get feedback. Let's kick it around. That's the reason why we're here. It's a kickstart to the day. It's Wisdom Wednesday. Go out and ask. Go out and share. Go out and get on the ball. Please don't worry about me. I'm about to let my heart speak. Friends keep telling me to leave this. So let's get down, let's get down to business. Let's get down, let's get down to business. Give you one more night, one more night to get this.